I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. This is the best of the Frank Skinner Show. All the choicest cuts for your delectation. Weekend mornings on Absolute Radio with Trebor Soft Mints working towards a mintier world. Absolute Radio. We have to begin, I think, with Will Wayne Bridge shake hands with John Terry. I've been able to sleep tonight thinking about that. You'll be able to sleep tonight because it will have already happened. The son have mocked up a picture of how it might look if they shake hands. Yes, because we'd like to know. <laughs> Which was helpful, because we, we couldn't possibly envisage that in any other way. But the trouble is with footballers, they're so unimaginative. Clearly, what Wayne Bridge should do is get one of those hand buzzers from a joke shop. <laughs> Which would be, like, the best the best way to defuse the whole situation. Just, oh, he's going to shake, he's going to shake... <laughs> And just see, just see John Terry wince and be a bit humiliated. Or a giant gladiator's foam hand. That's That'd what be, I do. I yeah. think he might pick up on that. Oh, yeah. yeah. you could do that. You could do the false hand. Yeah. You could do the, you know, the last-minute thumbing of the nose. <laughs> oh, that would be... That'd bring the house down. <laughs> but instead, he'll just look a bit sullen. I, su- I suspect he'll look a bit sullen and John Terry will just walk past and the crowd will go, ooh. Oh. I hope the crowd really build it up so when it comes to their so they're I. going, Whoa! Ah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm quite excited about it. I want to know what happens. Oh, yeah, well, I'll be watching, don't you worry. Well, I'll be probably listening to it on the radio. That'll be a really good way of experiencing the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know why they have to, On the radio, why do they bother going to the games? Why don't they just sit and just tell you what's happening? And then you'd just believe them anyway. Mm. I'd put in bogus goals. I'd put at least two goals a game that didn't happen. I was a radio commentator. One sending off. And um, maybe a small fire, maybe in the press room. I'd add, just as a bit of background. Sorry if I'm joking. I've just been a bit of a fire in the press room. Who'd know? Easy. So, um, you had a bit of a fancy night out, didn't you, madam, this well, week? Hey, madam, hey, 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 you had a, you had a fancy night out, didn't you, hey, hey, didn't you? I might have gone to the BAFTAs. <laughs> Did you two go? Um, uh, I watched it on the telly. Oh, yeah, extraordinary. Too, I, I did. Um, <laughs> extraordinary. Anyway, I went to the BAFTAs. Oh, my God, it was amazing, guys. It was so good. I did the radio. I thought Ben Jones was going from Absolute Radio. Ben Jones from Absolute Radio follows us at 10 o'clock this morning. <laughs> there you go. I've clogged the man. He told me he was going, but I didn't see you him. You didn't see him? No, I think we oh. might have been in separate areas. Mm. That's a good way of putting it, isn't it? Were you separated by a velvet rope? Well, I was on table one, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know which one he was on. I think he was on car park four. <laughs> But um, Ben, ben is, he follows, we, we meet Ben when we um, when we close the show. Ben yeah. is just he's coming in, and he's a, he's a lovely. Chap. Oh, I love Ben. I mean, he wears a baseball cap, but you know, everyone has a flaw. You know, Othello <laughs> was jealous. King Lear still wanted to rank, maintain some sort of power, having given up the responsibility of power. Macbeth was very ambitious. Um, ben wears a baseball cap, <laughs> and I, you know. <laughs> it's a bit pride of Britain, that, for me. But anyway. I don't know if he wore it at the BAFTAs. Anyway. I bet he did. Oh. I've never seen him without it. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, there's no top on his head. That's my theory. He's, he's like an egg cop. He was a judge, though. He told me he was a judge. Well, now, I'd like to get to the bottom of this, because there's, there's an or- orange, yeah. right, 
Um, they sponsored the, the new... Was it called The New Face? Or yeah, like Orange that? New Face or something. Orange New Face. There's <laughs> Cat Dealey in that. <laughs> and anyway, um, so Ben told us last week, he, w- he said, oh, I'm, I'm there because I was one of the judges for yeah. that. And I was quite impressed by that. So I watched the BAFTAs <laughs> and public vote. <laughs> <laughs> now, OK, he might have voted in the public vote, which makes him a judge of some kind, but that means that... <laughs> That means that I was a judge in the last general election. Well, you, yeah, you were. Oh, yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> tell people that. Then. That's like saying I was a judge on Let's Dance for Sport. Oh, no, I was a judge on that. <laughs> but, yeah, he was telling us he was the judge. I imagine him, you know, sitting in some room somewhere at the, the BAFTA place at Piccadilly, maybe in robes of some kind, <laughs> with a gavel. Instead, he was ringing in on 0891. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's built, he's built the whole thing. Oh, he's built his part up. So that would explain it, what he was telling me he was a judge on Britain's Got Talent. As well. I thought I hadn't spotted it. <laughs> he said he was a judge three weeks on the row. Uh, 40 pence minimum, I think it said. It cost him. <sighs> yeah, and I think he said he had to tell the uh, person who paid the bill before he was <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Frank This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, Frank Skinner. We're just talking about the BAFTAs, which Emily actually went to. We, me and Gareth just mm. watched it on telly. Did you watch it on telly? I did watch it on telly, yeah. Okay. I tell you what surprised me just from watching it on telly. Obviously, it's not yeah. the same as being there. No, let's hear about what it felt like on telly. <laughs> well, you know, it's much more interesting. What you're doing, you're getting a lot of um, professional actors going up on stage. I mean, people at the very top of the acting profession, yeah. stars, acting stars, you're getting mm. up there, and then they come. This is the ones who present the awards. Yeah, you know, big names, and they come up and say, "The art of the <laughs> director <laughs> is a mysterious." And I think what is abs- it's like a. It's like a child read. You know when you give a child a, a bit of cardboard and they're going, Janet and John went over a hill. You know, like mm. a five-year-old child. Well, I've got the inside info on that. they still read Janet and John? Am I showing myself to be a little no, out of date? it's not 1953. They don't. But also, they don't read age five now. I think it's about <laughs> 15 they get to that stage. <laughs> the auto cue was too small. They couldn't read it. That's why they were reading no, it badly. No, they can't. They, they can't act. These people, put them in front of an audience. They're all very well on a film <laughs> set where they can do it <laughs> 20 times. But put them in front of an audience. They're just snivelling, posh people going, the art of the... Just get off the stage. Jealous, March. Not, now I'm not. Je- am I jealous of Vanessa Redgrave? <laughs> am I jealous of someone who seemed to cut their speech into lines and put it into a bag and then draw them out one at a time and just say random things? My- am I jealous of that? <laughs> that was mental. Yeah. My father once took me to get an ice cream. I like I like strawberries. <laughs> I yes, and I watched once. the television the other day. Winston <laughs> Churchill was in charge of this country during the Second World War. Reading 3, West Bromwich Albion 2. <laughs> New York, that's a beautiful city. I mean, what, are you all right, Vanessa? Then no, she, I'm not all right. Then she said, as Rod- Rosalind says in As You Like It, thank you, BAFTA. <laughs> I don't remember her saying that in As You Like It. I mean, that was probably two, two bits of paper stuck together. <laughs> I mean, she was. Uh, she knelt in front of the Prince William. <laughs> the Prince William. Is that what call him? I'm calling him the Prince William. Why not? Is he a pub now? Yeah, he's, I've knelt in front of a few pubs in my time. But you know, I, I didn't like it when she knelt in front of him. I thought no. she was no. going to take the thank you a stage too far. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought. I thought she might end up with an air in her mouth. <laughs> 
Oh. But, um, anyway, no, my dress. Was... Oh, sorry, your dress. Yes, oh, of course. It was amazing. What 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 make was it? Well, it was a designer called Alessandra Rich. It's too expensive for me because I've got champagne taste, but beer money. I won't lie. That's the truth. Okay. So, uh, but um, I have friends <laughs> in high places, so it was lent to me. Right. I couldn't have afforded it. It cost about £5,000. It was amazing. You wore a £5,000 dress? I might have. Oh, I hope you put a napkin over yourself <laughs> when you had the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> they always have chicken at that. I've never been to one of those things when there isn't chicken. Or ribs. Oh, oh, no, beef medallions we had. Beef medallions? Yeah. You couldn't wear one of them with a dress like <laughs> yeah, I would love to have gone up. If, I was, if I'd won a BAFTA, I'd go up wearing a beef medallion. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? So, <laughs> I'm surprised Vanessa didn't. That's fine. Well, exactly. I'm surprised you didn't wear, wear the whole dinner. So I worked the red carpet, waved to the people behind the crash barriers like a journalist I know. I went, hi, what are you doing here? <laughs> what you meant was, what are you doing there? <laughs> exactly. The other side of the road. I'm glad you had a fabulous night. I did. But I did have an incident, Frank. Oh. Well, look, we, we've got to play some adverts. Okay. I, I think we can hold ourselves on the... <laughs> I really want to know now what, what okay. it was. <sighs> Another highlight of the Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. What's that thing he was on about, about food? Oh, OK. Now, I'm quite obsessed by this, because there was a piece in the paper about people mispronouncing food words, you know, when they order stuff in restaurants. Right. So instead of bruschetta, they'll say bruschetta or something. Right, OK. Um, and they had a Not lit- a cardinal sin in my book. Oh, it's quite bad for me. OK. No, I, want- I was on a date with this guy, and you know that pasta that's sort well, of I like... Well, I can believe that. Oh. You know that pasta... That's kind of it's called penne. You know yeah. the sort of pasta. I have to explain to you. Too. It's called penne. I know the one. It's like a tube. Exactly, it's a tube. So the guy I was with, I made my order, and the guy I was with went said to the waiter, "Yeah, um, can I have the pen, please?" <gasps> and I swear, oh, I thought oh. he was going to get a pen out of his pocket. Oh, it was no. awful. I, uh-uh. I thought I can't go out with someone like that. So you dumped him on the strength of one tiny mispronunciation. I waited a week and then I dumped him. Sometimes people can be too good. Though I was, I was in a cafe with a bloke and he asked, he, he called the waiter. It was an Italian place, basically, yeah. and he said, "Can we have a due cappuccini?" <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> shut your like face. <laughs> I didn't want it after that. <laughs> I, I could have threw it at him in, in, right into his... Um... I don't like it when people get words wrong, no. though. My mum does a lot of these. My mum says halloumi cheese. She calls it halimi. OK. It's not that cheese. bad. Well, no, why don't you just leave her alone? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's 98. <laughs> not yeah. as bad as that bloke she said to me. She speaks through a machine. I mean, give her a chance. <laughs> Could be a fault in there. Have a look at that. Have a look at that keyboard. She doesn't talk to a machine. That's doesn't just her voice. Oh, OK. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I got that from. I just imagine she might talk through a machine. Doesn't make her a bad person. If she did, there's anyone listening who talks to a machine. Respect to you. She uses a telephone sometimes. Well, there you go, then. So don't call me a liar and then, <laughs> and then back me off in the, same, in the same breath. Well, maybe not the same breath, but, well, you know what I mean. My dad used to talk about uh, the writer Somerset Matham oh. instead of Somerset Maugham. Oh. And he also used to say um, etiquity instead of etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could do a learning a bit of etiquity, he used to say to me. We used to laugh. We used to sit at home, sawdust on the floor, two or three bull terriers slumbering at the fireside. And the whippet, Shep. Yeah, the, the, whippet, the whippet was called Cal. Oh, that was Shep Cal, was sorry. a Staffordshire bull terrier. Oh, I don't want to go through my entire, entire dog list <laughs> on here. I ate a dog list on morning radio. Oh, especially if an Alsatian's involved. My worst dog. So on chic. Awful. Uh, yeah. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
The dog days are over. That was dog days are over, yeah, by uh, Florence <laughs> and the Machine. And, uh, now, I, Frank, while well, I was at the BAFTAs this week, Gareth oh. was doing something even more showbiz. Yes. Um, I, you know, I'm married, and but you can still do exciting things if you're married, you know. I, um, well, I know that. Look at, um, look at, um, <laughs> Ashley Cole. Angie Bowie. <laughs> And Ashley Cole, he did mm. very exciting. Were they exciting or were they drab in the extreme? Yeah. Um, we went to Winchester this week, Laura and I. Brilliant. Um, and we went to um, a cafe, a little cafe that had lovely mm. cakes in the window, and it was the Maison Blanc. Mm. And it was ran by Raymond Blanc. Oh, my God, I only met Mickey Rourke this week. Tell me about the chef. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway... The, I like Mickey, I tell you what I like about Mickey Rourke. He's yeah. still, there's still a handsome man in there. Oh, but yeah. It's like he's had an enormous candle on the top of his head and a lot of wax has run over his features. <laughs> so you can see the nice man inside, but there's all globules <laughs> and lobs all over him. Anyway, get back to Raymond Blanc. And that, well, that would have been exciting enough just going to the cafe. Hell where, yeah! Where he was wow! Working. But he was there. Brilliant. He was there, and he I was... wouldn't know him if I if he came in here now. No, I wouldn't have. I, I How did you know him? I wouldn't have known that I knew him, but when I saw him, I did know who. I it saw was a nice. I, actually, I saw a nice pencil sketch of him, so I probably would have recognised him. Somebody obviously drew a blanc. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry, everyone. If you're listening to that, it was just a little bit of fun. <laughs> anyway, he was there telling off the lady about the toilet in there. The waitress. Oh, he's stopped. And, this is um, such a glamorous anecdote. I <laughs> can't believe it. Just let me tell the story. <laughs> Go on. Anyway, what do you think about this, right? There were some ladies, and he was being very charming, going, oh, you enjoy the food? Did you like it? Oh, you have a little one. Did you not have some ice cream or souffle? I go, no, he's not ready for that yet. Anyway, he went to talk to some old ladies, and he had had a chocolate eclair that I had, which was very nice, but he'd only eaten half of it. Mm. And he was chatting to the old ladies, and they were saying something, and he goes, oh... I have only eaten half of this chocolate declare. You can have the other half. He said to you? No, to the old ladies. Oh. And, it, and he gave the old ladies the other half oh, of no. his chocolate declare. Oh. oh. And did oh. they eat it? Yeah. I suppose if, if you're very old, what you've got to lose? <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like... It's a sort of chocolate declare Russian roulette they were playing. <laughs> or maybe, they, maybe they'd had enough. And he's like, I know what will kill you. I've got half a chocolate declare over there. What a, what a very benevolent, big-hearted man Raymond Blanc is. I might, I might go around his shop hoping for the on-the-off the chance for half a cake with his terrible spit and teeth marks on it. I look forward to that. Anyway, um, Ben Miller is our guest today. He's on After the Oh, I love him. Oh, he's great, Ben Miller. You're listening to the best of the Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Absolute Radio. Ben Miller has joined us. Good morning. Yeah. Now, the last time... This is how show business works, isn't it, Ben? Last yeah. time you was on, you said to me after, I'm making a film, do you want to be in it? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and it all happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are the chances? It actually happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I went along, we filmed it, and uh, it's coming out this year. Yeah, it was really fun. It was about stand-up comedy, and there was that scene where we... Uh, I think you're chatting to Kevin Bishop in there. You're very prominently featured. Am I? Oh, I'm very yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he's well, going to be insufferable. That's why I brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> nice up. If I'd ended up on the cutting room floor, I haven't done that since I stopped drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the film is, it's called Huge. It's called Huge. That's, That's tempting two... fate, that is, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah, it's a bit... It's, it's a bit Why didn't you call it massively successful? Yeah. Five stars, <laughs> The <Yeah>. Guardian. <laughs> yeah, enormous potential. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
Uh, it's, it basically, it's, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's about these two guys who want to get into stand-up comedy, and they, it's about that whole world, you know, that cold house see-me underworld that you... Yeah, you, you, what, what managed to, uh, you to, to uh, fight your way up through you to, the, yeah, to, this, <laughs> to this airy blue light, wonderful showbiz Indeed. nirvana we find ourselves in. Do you know what I mean? It's like the kind of, it's the really hard, it's, it's the cold face of comedy, I think, you know, it's the yeah. kind of really hard, it's just, it's something I tried to do myself, I tried to do stand-up myself and I just found it impossibly difficult and it's kind of about how impossible it is to get started, really. But, and, and when I went there to do this, because, I, I mean, I wouldn't even call mine a cameo. I'm an extra, is what I am. <laughs> I'm, 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 Hardly. I'm at Moss. Hardly. But when I got Hardly. there, Ben, honestly, he's got the full director thing. Oh, and the headphones he? around the neck. And he's saying, <laughs> oh, oh, Dave, give me that. And he's, he's, he's looking through the little... He's, he's holding his hands in oh, the form of a rectangle. <laughs> and saying, yeah, yeah. I mean, really proper director. Is he wearing, Frank, is he wearing a North Face puffer jacket? No, he's wearing just one of those peaks on an elastic. Oh. <laughs> It is horrific. Or was it a chihuahua? <laughs> it was one of the two. It is horrific what you turn into when you're directing a film. Yeah, you were very bossy on it the day. It was very, very bossy. And one day I actually turned up and I felt quite uncomfortable in my shorts and I made the cameraman take his trousers off and give them to him. <laughs> 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 Frankie Howard used to do that, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> did you really? I really did. No, I absolutely <laughs> You just sort of think you can do anything. Power. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, power. It's just corrupting. It is corrupting. So that'll it's be out later this year. I'm very much looking forward. But you're not in it. Are you, do you do a I'm cameo? Not in it. No, I mean, I've got one... I say one word in it. Um, but is it cut? <laughs> <laughs> and that shouldn't have been left in, but there's a bit of a mix-up at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. I, uh, uh, yeah, I've got, the one, I got one, uh, word in it. But Simon, who it plays a character in it. Simon, who's a co-wrote it. Simon Godley. Simon right? Godley is my dentist. He's your dentist, yeah. yeah my dentist <laughs> co-wrote it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone that works with Frank has got some kind of talent. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, even Gareth. I mean, Gareth, you were you auditioned or something. I thought you were Gareth. No, I sent yeah. Gareth the script, and mm. Gareth gave me loads of notes on the script, which really helped. Actually, well, made loads yeah, of choices. How dare you? I wasn't in it. You weren't in it. <laughs> no. How come you sent him well, the you script? Said, there? Because we, we got chatting and he was interested yeah. and, you know, he doesn't stand up. I've got to tell you, Ben, Gareth did think he was going to be in it. <laughs> well, you could well, have been in it. Why uh, didn't you uh, come uh, be well, in Well, no, it? at the thing, because the last email you said, oh, thanks thanks for the notes. And, yeah, you, you should be it. Would you like a part in it? And yeah. I said, well, I don't know if I'd be convincing as a comedian, <laughs> as a joke, but I think you thought I meant it. <laughs> did you? <laughs> Well, think, oh, well, you oh, said no, that. Oh, no. So that's... ever since you've been thinking... Well, well you know, you I don't have a grudge. could have bloody asked me. Yeah. You see, that's what no. careers hang on. It's so, that's the danger of sarcasm. <laughs> that, could, that could have been it, couldn't it? That could have been... Especially in a text or email <laughs> sarcasm. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Apparently Hitler didn't mean invade Poland. He went, oh, let's invade Poland, why don't we? This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I'm Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and I'm with... Uh, Emily and Gareth. I'm having slight nominal aphasia. Do you know nominal aphasia when you forget the names of things? I, I just forgot me, the radio station, and, and both of you. That's not a great start. A full start. house. <laughs> exactly. A full house in the world of nominal aphasia. If you're, if you're playing nominal aphasia bingo at home, too late, you lose. It's been one of those weeks when it's been two major events. It's been Halloween and, uh, and Bonfire Night in the oh, same yeah. week. I don't personally celebrate Bonfire Night because I'm a Roman Catholic and it is actually a celebration of um, torturing Roman Catholics, burning them, 
Hong drawing and quartering, cutting their fingers off individually. Oh, this is a nice start to the morning. <laughs> well, I just think it's about time it was laid down clear <laughs> to the British public what they're celebrating on bonfire night, right? Because mm. it's all about... And it's not about really... It's not a reenactment of him, of Guy Fawkes getting caught with the gunpowder. It's about him being tortured afterwards. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't celebrate it, but only because it's very unglamorous. I don't want to. Well, stand that's another good reason. <laughs> 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 yeah, but Frank, I may as well just stand there watching my boiler. To me, that's the same principle essentially, just watching something burn for three hours. Why would I do that? Do you never watch your boiler? No. <laughs> I imagine your boiler wears an Armani jacket, <laughs> a quilted Armani jacket. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I had a, I had a bit of a problem with it. I, 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 I went out on... I went to David Baddiel's house, actually. What, for bonfire night? Yeah. And being David Baddiel, we didn't have any fireworks. We just <laughs> sat with the children at the window and watched other people's <laughs> fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely true. <laughs> it, uh, I'm not suggesting for a second that David is uh, careful. With, with with money, but no, we. So I just sat there with the with the kids watching other people's. I, at Christmas, we went round and looked at other people's gifts <laughs> oh, <laughs> through the window, up. through the window of neighbours' houses. <laughs> that seemed to be all right. Oh, the number seventeen got a lovely trio. <laughs> Weekend mornings on Absolute Radio. Here's another highlight of the Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio with Tree Boss Soft Mints. Working towards a mintier world. Absolute Radio. David Baddiel has arrived in the studio. Hello, Frank. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you know, you. when I arrived, they said to me, you'll be on after the fall. I said, does he always get the guest on after the fall? He said, yeah, yeah. I said, is there any kind of listener drop-off normally at that point? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. Great. I, I couldn't put the headphones on. I don't know if you noticed. I put them on. I'd take them off again. <laughs> D- Dave once got uh, in my car and said... What's that horrible noise? <laughs> Is it the four? Yeah, yeah. I think it was the car backfiring. <laughs> You've had to listen to it quite a lot over the years, then. Well, actually, not that much because Frank got into the fall not when we first met, quite like seven or eight years ago. Yeah, less than that even. Yeah, I'm a late, I'm a late developer I, on the fall. You came out, in fact, to me. I think we were in Portugal at the time. We were walking on a moonlit <laughs> beach. Yeah, yeah. It was very like so romantic. It was very like someone actually coming out, <laughs> except it was about liking Marky Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Which is rare, I think, when people come out in the normal way. But that yeah. comes up. <laughs> exactly. They rarely combine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gay and I like Mark Smith. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I remember you said to me, if I was you, I wouldn't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Did you actually again. say that? I did say bad advice again for most people coming out. Uh, yeah, it's got yeah. 1950s advice <laughs> for people coming out. So <laughs> like the agony aunt on this morning would advise you to exactly, do that. Exactly, exactly. Well, I, you know, I, you know, hey, I'm sure the fall are great. I can't hear it myself, what's great about them, and so I advised against Frank Oh, they're growing on me. Sport Victorian child, nothing wrong with that. Growing on you? You've been on this show how long? <laughs> God, over a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Once a week, over a year. Yeah. It's like being married. <laughs> yeah, I um, <laughs> I remember you said the thing is they're the sort of band that if people are trying to be cool, yes. they say they like the four, so you yeah. best keep your mouth shut. Well, that is a very unlikely thing for you to try and do to try and be cool. Mm. You're not a man, I think, who ever tries to second guess the hip agenda. No, possibly exactly. the broken hip agenda. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and so I thought, oh well, I'm obviously wrong. I'm wrong about so many things, and uh, I was wrong because I thought, well, you know, if Frank likes it, then he must genuinely like it because I've never known you to like something except utterly genuinely but I couldn't I still can't see it sounds like a terrible racket I'm sorry <laughs> well we're all different yeah. I love that such an old granddad thing <laughs> terrible racket yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway Dave you've, you've written a film I have I've written and co-produced I believe is the word a film called The Infidel which comes out this Friday 
in cinemas. Mm. I've been invited yeah. to the premiere on Thursday. So is Frank Skinner, I think. Oh, I, I don't know if he's RSVP. I have RSVP. Oh, thank you. Oh, okay. yeah, I, see, I was a bit sniffy about that, because I thought, surely I don't have to RSVP. <laughs> I mean, I've known this man for years. <laughs> I know. It was ridiculous. You actually said to me, someone will sort that out. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you just... I actually had to reply and everything. Well, yeah. obviously my PA did, but well, even so. I know, you were Very inconvenient. I had to phone her and tell her to do it. <laughs> you know, I had other things to do. No, fair enough. But thank you all for coming. I'm sorry the other people... Gavin, you haven't been no, invited. No, you? Gareth. <laughs> Gareth. <laughs> You're not Gavin. Maybe you sent like my invitation in to Gavin. Of an, in the midst of an apology <laughs> for not inviting him, you also got his name wrong. I'm so sorry, Gav- Gavin. David, uh, that's a very Gareth. you thing to do, which it, is why I love it so it much. It is, yeah. I'm, I'm a nice chap, but I forget people's names. Uh, yeah, Gareth. Is that right? <laughs> yes. uh, well, I'm sorry you haven't been apologised. I'm sorry I got your name wrong. What else can I apologise for? I don't know. Um, I'm not you look a bit like me. I, I don't know. Is, is there a sort <laughs> yeah, of visual podcast? <laughs> I think, yeah, exactly. I think <laughs> he looks. He does. That's how you see yourself as a young, trendy man. Where is the young, trendy man you speak of? Where is that person? When you said you look a bit like me, I thought Bluto, the villain from Popeye, had come in <laughs> and you were talking to him. <laughs> I think we've got a slightly odd idea of how attractive Garrett. No, I don't want to insult you again. How attractive well, you Garrett just is. have. Well, at least he got the name right this time. In the midst yeah. of this insult. When he was telling him he wasn't attractive, he got the name right. Yeah, no. Anyway, Gareth, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone else in this room uh, who hasn't been invited. Come anyway. I'll go and watch it in the cinema. That'd be better for me. What about the listeners? Have you invited any of them? Some of them, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's, listening, right? it's at Hammersmith yeah, Apollo, uh, okay. which... Well, they're all going to turn up now, don't tell them. Well, well, well there'll what? be loads. I imagine there'll be loads of empty seats, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they're Harsh and cruel, but in fact we've sold out the uh, public ticket uh, thing, because you could buy tickets for it because it's for mm. charity, and uh, that's now sold out, so it's just the, the guests who are theoretically celebrities. Mm. Uh, but, you know, that extends quite far these days, that word. Well, when you consider I've been invited. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Do you remember the time when we went to see, uh, was Ed Wood, that Johnny Depp film? And there, yeah. there was an area. Oh, there? there? was an area. <laughs> yeah, well, they kept an area that they said, we, went, we arrived and a bloke said, Oh, you can't sit there. That area is reserved for celebrities, and we thought, oh, yeah, that's a what shame. What do we say? Do yeah. you say? Well, I am one. That's such an awful thing. <laughs> I think you did to... say that. Yes, I think I did. <laughs> did you? I think because well, I, I'm, oh, about, David. I'm about wandering around Leicester Square for two hours. Someone has to, you know, bite that. Dave carries <laughs> clippings for these situations, <laughs> yeah, just, in just in case. Do you know who yeah. I am? Well, look, here's my show reel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, I wish we had because you remember there was one other celebrity. Yeah, who was it? It was Wolf from Gladiator. <laughs> I remember it very clearly. And he was, he was straight in there, by the way. There was no just for celebrities, so with Wolf. No, and he was a fabulous... He was with a fabulous babe in a gold miniskirt. Me and Dave sat there like two extras from Last of the Summer White. And the other thing was, no other celebrities turned up in that row. No. It was, it was the four of us <laughs> for that entire film. I don't think any other celebrities turned up at all. Yeah. No other gladiators? Uh, no, no other gladiators. No, not even... Not even my, my one of my best friends off um, off the gladiators. That dear, dear hunter. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> As Elvis Presley once said, "It's been a long time." Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Gareth had a go at me while that song was playing. I did not have a go. He did. At you. I didn't li- hear him because my headphones were on. Frank, can I just say my bit and then he can say his? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> no, just quickly. And so he went, oh, I'm doing a Gareth. So he insulted himself whilst insulting me. It's it all backfired. It's, at least he got the name right. <laughs> <laughs> Look on the bright side. I'll go, I'll t- speaking of um, things going a bit... Did you do any April Fools? 
No, because I've got a mortgage. <laughs> oh, does that stop you? Well, that's why I did one, because I don't have a mortgage. <laughs> what is a mortgage? Oh, Frank, <laughs> that's going to alienate you. Yeah, people. So, oh, God. Go yeah. on, what was the April Fool's that mean, you did? Yeah, so the April f- I thought... I, what, I think the... I think the secret I re- I learnt this is that don't mix April Fool's mm. pranks with PMT. Mm. Oh dear! It's a very very dangerous cocktail, right? And what happened was uh, when I got up on uh, whatever morning it was, was it Thursday morning, April Fool's Day? Yeah. But anyway, I got up. I told my girlfriend that I'd been offered a, a series on uh, Channel Four with Got Quan. <laughs> <laughs> That is um, quite a good April Fool. In which I suppose a lot of you listening tried the same thing on <laughs> your girlfriends. I um, and I said it was called "Would You Wear That?" <laughs> Did you really say this? Honestly, thing? yeah. And I said it was a program in which I went out into the streets of Britain with Gok Kwan, and I wore a series of elaborate avant-garde <laughs> outfits. Um, and I said I'd been offered forty episodes. <laughs> 40. <laughs> I thought that'll swing it, surely. Well, when I told her at first, I've been off yeah. an episode with Got Kwan, she said, uh, oh, he's quite, you know, people, he's quite in at the moment, Got Kwan. I thought, oh, God, this isn't going at all. <laughs> well, then she went into the other room, and of course, with the PMT, she then came out saying, God, I can't believe that, it's going to be so humiliating, and completely flipped. <laughs> and she got so angry and aggressive about the fact that I was, because I, I was saying, I think it's a really good, I'm going to say yes, I better tell you, and my manager's all for it. I love the idea of you and like some Harlequins outfit. Exactly, yeah, in, in Oldham, in a, in a shopping centre in Oldham, and him saying, you know, oh, go down there, Frank, and I say, oh, hold on, do you standing on my pantaloons? <laughs> so anyway, uh, she got so angry about the fact that I was doing Would You Wear That We Got well, Quar. You think it's a real programme now, you're talking yeah. about... <laughs> she got, the, I was frightened to tell her it was a joke. No. So, so I, I left her. We, we left Did you the... ring Channel 4 and say you're going to have to commission it? <laughs> well, she actually mentioned <laughs> to someone at Channel 4 that <gasps> I was doing it, and they, no! said, oh, they said, really, no! I, I hadn't heard about that. Oh. <laughs> she found her mother and said, I think, she apparently she said, I, I think I might have to split up with Frank. He's going to absolutely humiliate us. I'm like, I mean, it got... I think I've heard about it. I think there's a lot of buzz. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of buzz about it that. got... So I couldn't tell her, because we got, like... We walked... We left home together. We walked in to work together, and she suddenly said, I think I've left the iron on, and went in the opposite direction. Oh. And so I didn't get a chance to explain. So oh, because would you wear that? I know, yeah. So that oh. was my, uh... That was my attempt at an April Fool. 40 episodes, Frank. What were you thinking? She's very uh, strict. See, when I got back from Blackpool, I had, yeah. a, I had a ukulele badge on. They gave me a badge. Right. It was like a, it was a, a ukulele leaning on a lamppost, thus expressing... Oh, that's attractive, yeah. And she said, um, <laughs> she said to me, badges, we're going to have to talk about that. <gasps> as oh. soon as I got here. You see, I'm, I'm living under a reign of terror. Badgers, no badgers. <laughs> yeah, I think she said, oh yeah, there were two, there were two badgers in the living room. <laughs> Both in stockings and suspenders. That explains <laughs> what she says. It now. was like wind in the willows nights. <laughs> yeah, the sexy exactly. wind in the willows. Exactly. Oh, wind no. in the willows <laughs> uncovered. This is the best of the Frank Skinner show. All the choicest cuts for your delectation. Absolute radio. Mark Owen. Mm. He's I don't oh. get the Mark Owen thing. I, I, Tiger Filth, Woods. Filthy devil. No, but Tiger Woods was torn to pieces. Well, he, nearly, if he hadn't got in the car and tried to escape. <laughs> and then um, John Terry, 
he got absolutely... I think the phrase is dragged over the coals. What do you see? <laughs> they lay down in the dressing room, mm. both Ashley and Cheryl, and JT was dragged across <laughs> them. them. I'd like to and there was Ashley as well. And now it's Mark Owen. But people are quite nice about Mark Owen. I know. Yeah, well, got... it's sort of expected from pop stars, isn't it? They're supposed to do that sort of thing. I don't think it's that. It's because he's like a little woodland creature. <laughs> he's, he's Sylvanian. <laughs> he yeah, is, he is. Yeah, I agree with that. But I, there I have also... been ten of them, Frank. Ten. Ten Mark Owens. Well, no. That's <laughs> they film in the Smurfs. He's cheated. T- he's had ten women behind her back. Who keeps count? Well, he didn't. He said, I think it's about ten. Oh, OK. But apparently, um, the good news is... If I, I must admit, if I was him, I think every time I committed the act, I wouldn't be able to resist going, take that. I, you just... Fine. You've got the band name. OK. <laughs> I'm going to pretend you didn't Thank say God, that. Thank God he's in deep purple. Oh, fine. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Listen, the be- do you know what I love most about this whole thing, other than that someone else's personal life isn't going very well, is the <laughs> fact that um, one of the women that he had an affair with, yes. um, guess who she signed up with now? She needs a bit of representation. So she needs who- a sort of publicity guru She to needs a publicity guru. Who would you go to? Well, my guess is... Maxwell Clifford. I'm glad. He's a recurring theme on this oh, show. Oh, I love Every Maxwell week. Clifford. He swoops down on those in trouble, like this terrible old white-haired buzzard. In his leather jacket, Frank. Well, you say leather, I say suede, some say knitted. I mean, that's what I like, something for everybody with it's Maxwell. It's got a quilted motif, though. Yeah, so uh, I'll tell one thing about Marco, in one plus he'll have, is yeah. at least he'll be able to go on Piers Morgan's show and cry. Oh, yeah. You have to that's, got to... To, that's got to happen soon, hasn't it? He's got to be next. Yeah, I, w- I was asked to go on, you know, and I just couldn't, I couldn't... There's nothing that I'm that upset about. That you're going to cry? No. Why does everyone cry on it? It's become very fashionable now, crying, generally. Oh, it's so hot right now, crying. Yeah, it is. You'll <laughs> see, at the end of the football season, you can see, you get fans, whoever gets relegated, they cry. And you can see them looking out the corner of their eye for the camera bad before <laughs> they start, like, alt sitting with their head in their hands. And the players do it as well. You know, I do care about the club, look at me, look at me pretending to cry. I hate it. Ro- Ronnie, <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Corbett's the only one who didn't cry, wasn't it? He, he was quite happy. I think he did cry, but he was just below the line of the camera. <laughs> oh, my wife is so much bigger than me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. She hurts me. <laughs> yeah, he didn't cry. I bet they, got, they obviously got him on, didn't they? Because they thought, we'll talk about Ronnie Barker, he'll cry. That's yeah. safe. And he, yeah. he, he, he so, was, he was Ronnie a, Barker's dead. Yeah, and that was it. And he said, <laughs> uh, he said yeah, very sad. <laughs> and they moved on. And, and that's quite right, because he's an old pro. He wasn't going to play the game, but he yeah. won't be asked back. You either cry oh, or yeah. you're out. <laughs> God, they asked. They, when I said I had nothing, I was that upset about. They offered. They offered to have uh, uh, one of the runners from the production company peeling onions at the side of my <laughs> chair just off camera. That'll arrange for something very bad to happen in your personal life. I know. Well, if anything happens, obviously they'll be on the phone the next morning. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I might phone them while I'm still in the ambulance. <laughs> Toya Wilcox is in the studio, and here she is. Good morning, Toya. Good morning, Frank. Thank you so much for coming in. It's a pleasure. But you've been here before. 
Yeah, about um, 25 years ago, it could actually be 30 years ago, this used to be Granada TV, and I rehearsed in here with Lord Olivier and Greta Sacchi and Roger Rees for a film called The Ebony Tower. How marvellous. Lord rather, Olivier. Oh, it, it was fantastic. And rather than rehearse in a rehearsal room, we rehearsed in the executive offices of Granada so that staff could bring food in. And Lord Olivier did have a nurse at the time who looked after him, but it meant that we were Treated like royalty. Yeah, that sounds pretty. How old would he have been then? That was, that, was that towards the end? It was towards the end, yeah, yeah. I was about 25, 26 when I made that film. I'm thinking of getting a nurse. Just, just <laughs> maybe just for the shows. I think... Do you know, I recommend it. It's yeah. fantastic. I, I think it's, it's, it's sort of fallen off the, uh, the bandwagon of what rich people do. People get, you know, PAs and all that. But it's, the nurse. It's not just about being rich. When you live for a long time, there's certain things you get really bored of like blowing your own nose doing your own <laughs> shopping yeah. cleaning your own fingernails you know a nurse can do all that is this for lord you. olivier talking now or is this your own personal experience <laughs> <laughs> this is my personal experience as a middle-aged woman <laughs> i've got to tell you Ty, i um, many years ago i was in birmingham city center this would be uh, i mean long before i did comedy or anything like that and this this coach went went past and it must have been a, a tour bus and you were on it and you were just walking up, you walked up the aisle and you got your, your bright orange hair and that in those days. And there was loads of people. This was going, I think, Corporation Street or somewhere by that. And everyone stopped. All the passers-by all stopped and there was Toya Wilcox's You know what it was? Us. We were going to the Odeon to do a concert because they used to reverse the tour bus down the side of the Odeon on New Street. Oh, OK. And I can remember... because there Did was... you remember me? Do you remember me seeing <laughs> Well, I seem, to, I seem to remember there was a problem that day with about 500 screaming kids outside the yes. Odeon that blocked they the street. They were with me. Were they with you? Were, were yeah, you kind was, of in the middle of it? I was working for Bernardo's at the time. It was an outing. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> But really, it was, it was like, you know when you see the kids uh, looking through the window of the toy shop and thinking, it really was, it was this show business was going past all us normal people. It was very exciting. Oh, I, I loved all that. I, I, I you did. I can remember once, um, I'm afraid I was one of the organisers of the royalty celebrity It's a Knockout, and all of us were on a coach going to Alton Towers. That's very brave admission. There was me, Tom Jones, Sheena Easton, Cliff Richards, Christopher Reeves, John Travolta, and we were on a coach God, going through that the... that had crashed, I mean. Well, wait, it gets worse. Going through the country lanes, going to Alton Towers, and... Princess Fergie was at the front of the bus doing the royal wave with her hand <laughs> shouting down the bus, wave to the subjects everyone. She didn't say that. Yeah, she did. <laughs> and, and Sheena Easton was singing we're all going on a summer holiday come on Cliff, join in! And it was one of the maddest things I've ever been through because we stopped every village that we went through with just licking the windows to I get bet. a look at Tom Jones or Jane Seymour or, or John Travolta. Yeah. So it was another one of those moments. Great. It was like Celebrity Express. <laughs> That's a fabulous collection of guns. See, what Cliff should have gone, my baby gets the morning <laughs> He should have fought fire with fire. That's, That's the trouble with Cliff. You're listening to the best of the Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Weekend mornings on Absolute Radio with Treebar Soft Mints. Working towards a mintier world. Absolute Radio.